Hey you, yeah you, click the subscribe button. You are listening to the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast starring UJ and QDZ. Yo, 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 yo. We are the Ill-Advised Wise Guys. It's your boy UJ. I got my boy. Quincy, Dominic, QD. I've... I've matured, man. You know, like they used to call Bow Wow, Bow Wow. Now they, he goes by Shad Moss. I no longer go by QDZ for Sheezy. It's too easy. Or uh, QDZ Breezy, beautiful color girls. I go. Oh, oh, all right. Oh, oh, all right. All right. Dominic. Enough of the nonsense. You, you, so you're going to change all of your social media handles and, and everything to go along with that too? Uh, if the law allows me to. <laughs> you over here providing your government. Your government. Let's do it. I, 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 the government, <laughs> that's what the checks say. I'm trying, gov- I'm trying to acquiesce to the checks. Oh, that was a loud ass bell. Was that the government calling? That was the government calling, dog. They said, <laughs> tax. Yeah, yeah, tax evasion. Yeah, you got to get that, get that figured out and then we can start talking. That's hilarious, man. But uh, <laughs> uh, this is episode 77. 77. Um, thank y'all for joining. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in. We appreciate y'all, especially the new listeners. Hopefully there's some of, y- some of y'all out there that, you know, that just found out about us. And we hope that y'all stay and uh, find some entertainment, you know, during these times that's going on. Um, as we get into the music and the hot topics, that we're going to talk about on this show, um, just just for, just for y'all though, because I'm speaking directly to the new people right now. If you don't know anything about our show, we do a Watch the Throne segment where we we break down album reviews. Uh, we get into our next segment, the Ill and the Not So Advised, where each of us give our favorite songs that we've been listening to, and then to end the show out, we do our ill-advised thoughts, where we get a burning topic off of our chest. Hopefully you don't need any Tums or heartburn medicine to digest the shit that we are going to say in that segment. But hey, we hope we we hope we entertain y'all in, on this episode. Thank you guys for joining. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I hope you guys will still uh, freaking washing your hands, Bruh. Wash your hands. Wash your wash your eyes. Wash your ass. Wash everything. How about that? <laughs> Yo, why do we have to? Why do we have to give? Uh, why do we have to preface people being so sanitary these days? I mean, I understand the times we're in, but like, that's one of the good things, though. I want to say about this, about what's happening right now, is people are extra cautious about their. Some people, some people are extra cautious about their uh, their hygiene. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a plus. Now, just keep your mask on when you're outside. That, that, that's all we ask. The thing is, I don't know if it's proven yet, but can, like, how many different ways can the coronavirus get to you? Like, through the nose, we already know that, through the eyes, through the mouth. Can it get to you through your ears? Can it get to you through your 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 uh, abdomen? Like, what what other way? Can it get to you through your ass? Like, you know, <laughs> or there's other ways that we just don't know yet, or we just ashamed to say, so. And it, you know, just and it watch gets, everything, right? 
Just wash it. Wash it. I think if you wash your ass, you'll be okay, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the least y'all can do. But uh, man, let's jump into this, man. We got we got a uh, I want to say a jam packed episode because we got some we got some albums we need to really get to specifically logic. I think we got a logic combo that that needs to be had. But before we get into the albums and the music, let's touch on some stuff that's going on in the in the world right now. I think that I think the people are talking about. I think that's a good idea. Uh, specifically, Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez and whoever else was in that, that house party that supposedly is the reason why Tory Lanez shot Megan Thee Stallion. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, when I first heard the report, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was a typo. I, you know, and, and, and I, wa- I want to be clear because we still don't know the full details, right? We actually don't know the full details. But... If we're piecing together all of the puzzles that we've seen come out, Megan Thee Stallion basically saying she was a victim, right? Saying, hey, a crime was committed against me. These are her words, right? Um, then you got the, the, the producer of hers basically telling Tory Lanez to count his days, right? It, it would appear that all signs are leaning towards Tory Lanez being the one who actually committed this crime against Megan Thee Stallion. And so, Maybe. I just don't want to believe it. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want to believe this, that, that Tory Lanez would even put himself in that situation. Uh, somebody so talented as, as Tory Lanez, I just can't believe that, he's, that, that, that this story is true. I mean, what, what, what were your initial thoughts on this? Well, it's, it's, I think what needs to be brought up is how the story like unfolded, right? So first thing All we right, let's saw, do it. First thing we saw, right, was... Tory Lanez in a pool party with Megan Thee Stallion, Kylie Jenner, they all having fun. And I'm like, first, when I saw that, I was like, whoa, what the hell is this? This is, this is great. First, I'm like, are they, are they six, six feet? And I'm like, okay, whatever. That's pretty dope that they're all hanging out. They all know each other. Six feet. People still do that? <laughs> Social distancing, six. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. The st- next thing you know, then I hear Tory Lanez got arrested. In that he got arrested because he had a gun in the car. Then I heard Megan the Stallion told police that she shattered her leg on some glass or something like that. Yep. Then next thing you know, what this social media post comes out about her saying that I was actually shot. Um, and then you know, people are starting to point to Tory Lanes. So it was something that just kept unfolding throughout the week. Um, if this is true, that is Tory Lanez, which I think it's probably true. Nobody wants to say it, but this right. could be the end of his career in several different ways. I mean, first and foremost, he, he's, he's, he's almost guaranteed to go to jail. He's almost guaranteed to go to jail. The gun charges alone will put him in jail. And if it is, I don't think they're going to get him on attempted murder but they're gonna get them on probably assault with a deadly weapon charges. If so, if they prove it, he's looking at time for sure. And then on top of that, like it's kind of awkward to rock with Toy Lanes if this is true. Like if you if you're an artist and you're working with Toy Lanes, it's kind of like, yo, the dude that shot this woman. <laughs> Shot the woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woman. Well, but no, 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 no. He shot Megan the Stallion. 
and Megan Thee Stallion on top of let, it. Let, let's let's be clear, dog. Like if it's Megan Thee Stallion, again, that's why. To be honest with you, I'm 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 kind of holding back on some of the some of the like my true feelings about how <laughs> I would feel ultimately if this shit is true, right? I'm holding because because everything you're saying is correct. I'll actually go a step further because to be honest with you, Tory Lanez should be canceled. I'm talking about like in a real way. Like you don't, you cannot commit this type of crime. As a matter of fact, this is worse than Chris Brown and Rihanna to me. To me. And I know, I know a lot of people are probably going to be like, what do you, I mean, how? I think that anytime weapons are involved, you escalated this on a whole nother level. What if the gun was pointed in a, in a, a inch, you know what I'm saying? Or two inches or three inches in a different direction. We could be having a completely different conversation, right? There would be no jokes on, on online about none of this, right? Oh, and, and, and then also one thing you, you, you didn't mention was the fact that that video, actual video came out of the incident. Yeah. So remember they, they pulled everybody over, they told everybody to get out the, the, the suburban truck. Megan Thee Stallion's foot was visibly bleeding. You could see it. And so that was disturbing imagery, to be honest with you. And uh, yeah, man, I don't think Tory's gonna come back from this. I, I, I'm almost certain that he will not come back from this from a career standpoint, if these reports are true. And like I said, said, if, if, but here's the thing, like, if, 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 and we don't know, we don't know, but Tory is certainly acting like somebody that did it because I've not heard from him since this whole incident has happened. I mean, if it's a situation (sighs) where it's like, yo, ah, man, I was shooting back at Megan Thee Stallion's ops or something. Okay, like I would actually say that. I would d- defend my, like, me, Tory Lanez would, Tory Lanez, she would be thanking Tory Lanez for shooting my, th- thank you, Tory Lanez, for shooting at my ops. She <laughs> him on Twitter. She did not mention his name. She, she didn't even bring she, him up. There were yeah, certain that's things that she said. It's like, you know, the thing about women that I love is when they say certain things, it's like literally read between the lines and you can figure out what I'm really trying to say, but I'm not going to snitch on you. (laughs) She said on the thing, she said, I need to know how to channel my energy differently. Mm -hmm. What that tells me is that she hit her and Tori Lanez must've gotten to a really bad argument. And that argument, she may feel like she went a little overboard and you know, whatever happened. Allegedly. So it's a, and these are two of hip hop's bigger artists. These are two of hip hop. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't ever think any argument, any discussion should lead to somebody getting shot. Not at all. Any argument, not at all. discussion is you, just, you guys is just talking. No, not not at all, dog. No, you're absolutely right. And uh, how did you go from talking to shoot? Like, why is there even a gun? Why is there even a gun around? Like, in uh, now, I can understand. You know, what I'm saying because artists got to protect themselves, right, from the ops, mm-hmm. right? I'm not saying they should not own a gun or not, especially they should. It should be legal. Mm-hmm. Let me be very clear about this, right? And that's another thing we don't know if this gun was illegal because that I feel like that would have came out off the rip, like. Well, Tory Lanez was caught with an illegal firearm. I didn't see anything about illegal. It, it, it wasn't illegal, but the thing is, you can't carry in California. That is a felony. Sh- 
Are you sure about that? I thought in public. You cannot have in Virginia, yes. In Florida, yes. There's a lot of states where you can you can have concealed Virginia. You can have, you can, um, you can have open carry, right? There's a bunch of open carry states, Texas, Louisiana, open carry. And, and I believe California is similar to New York where they have harsh gun laws. New York is mandatory like two and a half years. Yeah, that's crazy. Remember Plaxico Burris? Plaxico Burris shot himself. You know what I'm saying? Shot he, himself. It is two, two and a half, three years. Lil Wayne, he got caught, I believe, in New York. He did. He was. So. Correct. Correct. We'll I, I do want to say I do want to say this uh, before we move on. Um, social media is like the wild, wild west, bro. Like, you know, people be, people just be getting jokes off at the expense of other people's pain. And uh, <laughs> I think it's it, there's there's some disgusting things that's being said. I just want to say I hope Megan Thee Stallion is, is cool. And it, Come on, bro! I was 100% laughing at the Tory <laughs> the Tory Lanez smoke that was put. They they said he was five to 120 pounds. <laughs> like, come on, it just, it just was <laughs> like fam. Just out of nowhere, they just started going on his his height. Like that was something. It was, it was the police report, I believe. Yeah. How they how they listen. That's that's funny as fuck. But then uh, but then you know Drea, right? Drea Michael or whatever the hell her name is. She came out, I think it was like two days ago, and basically was like, yo, I wish I had uh <laughs> I wish somebody loved me enough and shot me. Like and she claimed she was joking, which which is that's just a crazy ass thing to even joke about in, in general. Yeah, I understand where she was going. I think I understand, but now nah, you can't even say nothing like that. Not at all. It's so funny. It's it's a ridiculous message to even put out in the world. I would say I I want somebody to shoot me. I wish somebody loved me that much enough to shoot me. What? I would oh, say. No. Let me just put it this way to to, nah. close out. to close it out. Let me just say this: there is a very very thin line between somebody that got shot to death and somebody that survived the shooting. Like there is a thin line. These jokes won't happen if it would just inst. That's what I, that's what I was saying. An inch or two, five bitches, we wouldn't, we'd be having a completely different combo. Once she said, is, once she said oh, I'm okay, I'm recovering, jokes just started coming. And it's, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. Yo, social media gonna get the jokes off no matter what. That's one thing I've learned. Uh, let's move on, though, man. I appreciate about that, actually. <laughs> no, it's 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 comforting and problematic at the exact same time. It's problematic and comforting. Uh, yeah. Let's move on, though, man. Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. are about to fight in a exhibition match. I'm sure you heard about that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Both of these guys who are, if I'm not mistaken, matter of fact, do you know the the AARP? Age limit or age eligibility? Is it 51 or 50? Which one is it? Somewhere in the 50s. Okay, well, I, I think both of these gentlemen. Huh? 55, maybe? I don't know, man. All I know is both of these gentlemen are over 50 years old. And uh, I'll be honest with you. I'm looking forward to this. I want to see it. I want to see it. Now, I know Roy Jones, I know Roy Jones Jr. has... I think I think Roy Jones has had a better career overall. Like his record, I believe, is better. I think he actually was more pound for pound a better fighter than 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 Mike Tyson. 
Like, he actually won titles in four different weight classes. I don't know if you know that. I don't know if many people even know that. Roy Jones was a fucking beast when he was fighting. And I'm, that's not taking anything away from Mike Tyson, because clearly the man was incredible in and of his own. But uh, I don't even know who I have in this battle. I just know I want to see it. I don't even know. Like, it, this is going to be entertaining. This is going to be you know entertaining. You know what's funny? We, even after Mike Tyson retired, we were still seeing Mike Tyson like on TV. We were still seeing him on like Hangover. So we kind of know what Mike Tyson looks like. And, and there's even new pictures of him like working out and you kind of get a gist. I have absolutely no clue what Roy Jones Jr. looks like. For all we know, Roy Jones Jr. can be ripped. Roy Jones Jr. <laughs> can look like Mike Bibby. You see Mike Bibby? Freaking nah. muscles popping. Um, but, Mike Bibby? Yeah, Mike. What are you Bibby, talking about? Mike Bibby is is mus muscles galore, dog. I, 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 I never. Him, I, I, call, I don't even call him Mike no more. I call him uh, Joe Muscle Russell. But anyway, uh, <laughs> what wrong, wrong guy? <laughs> Joe Muscle Russell. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> That's stupid as shit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, here's the thing. In this, it's kind of ironic in this COVID age where you know, older people are high risk. These two people that are 51 and 54 are getting together in this Corona age, fighting a high risk sport <laughs> at a high risk time. It's just, it's, I, I, I appreciate it, it's cool, but it's a bad idea. Let's just be nah, nah, damn that, I need to see that. And, 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 and <laughs> Now, they're going to be social distancing, well, not from each other, but they're going to be fighting in an arena where there's not, not going to be anybody there. It's all going to be televised. But Roy Jones versus Mike Tyson is probably not even the most anticipated battle of that same night. Do you know that Nate Robinson is about to fight Jake Paul? Yeah, uh, Jake Paul. Yeah, yeah. Bro, th I need to see that one. Now, now, now that's the one I'm looking forward to because... I don't know anything about Nate Robinson and what the hell he's been doing training-wise. Maybe he's a great fighter. I, I have no idea. But have you seen Jake Paul fight? I heard he's good. I heard he... Bro, heard Jake, he, Paul ain't no, Jake Paul ain't no joke, bro. He's he been knocking people out. Like, he's not a game. Don't, don't get it twisted knocking, that he's a YouTuber. But he's knocking people out that don't know how to box. <laughs> I, I understand that. But uh, if, you watch, if, you watch, if you watch him, though, you can tell he knows what he's doing. Like, he understands how to box. Okay. That's the one I'm looking forward to. That That's more intriguing to me than Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones. I'll be honest. Yeah, I don't want to see no, <laughs> I don't want to see a 50-year-old get knocked down. That's just, that's one of the saddest things you've ever seen in your life. Have you ever seen an old person fall? They be falling in sections. It takes them <laughs> two minutes to hit the ground. Like, it's, and then we didn't even talk about, have you ever seen an old person try to get up? Oh, that's that. That takes even longer. What the hell? Come on, longer. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens, man. But uh, yeah, I think the fight is gonna happen on uh, September twelfth, if I'm not mistaken. That is the date of the fight. You guys, if you're interested in that, check it out. <laughs> Hopefully, watch I'm watching that shit. That is a hard no for me. Uh, uh, until a <laughs> hard no. Until they start asking for payment for the, to watch the fight, uh, I would be watching it. But uh, if, it, if it requires any sort of money, yeah, nah, I'm cool. 
Okay. I just I just catch the recap from Max Kellerman. Yeah, from yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. He'll waste his time trying to recap that. <laughs> uh let's move on, man. Uh hey, let's switch it up a little bit. Did you hear about Michael B. Jordan and his that initiative that he had that he has going on called Change Hollywood? Have you heard about that? I did not. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that um Michael B. Jordan is leading a movement in Hollywood, um, along with other actors, of course, and he, you know, directors and all the people that are important in the in the Hollywood, but he's leading a a a movement where they're trying to include more black people and tell more black stories and tell more accurate black stories, right? Just throughout Hollywood. I thought that was really dope, man, because I feel like you know, since everything's been going on in the world, George Floyd, right, the protests, the riots, all the stuff that's been happening, you know, I feel like we've gotten distracted. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the world, every every day, there's something that is distracting us from all the Black stuff that everybody was talking about a month ago, right? Black this, Black that, you know, more diversity, right? Uh, include us, racial injustice, police brutality. Like, you don't really see that as much these days. You have to actually go digging for this stuff now. Before it was like right in your face. Now you actually have to go digging, which is unfortunate. But I think what Michael B. Jordan is doing is is really cool. Like I say, he's he's become a really important figure in Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? Over the last few years, especially his Black Panther role. He's, he's done a bunch of important stuff, right? So it's cool to see somebody like him uh, leading this movement. You know what I'm saying? Uh, in, a, in an industry like Hollywood that has notoriously been very uh, discriminatory against black people, right? So hopefully that hopefully he has a, an, enough support to make that happen. But uh, I'm looking, I'm I'm really keeping my eye on that. I think it was an interesting, it's an interesting movement, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I think it's uh, pretty obvious that you know the movies that you know, come out about black people, I guess the ones that get green lighted tend to be the same, right? Like how many movies are we gonna see an actress like Gabrielle Union fight off a, 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 a creeper black dude? You know what I'm saying? There's oh like 15 God. of them. <laughs> like they just, they just change the, the people. It's, 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 they change me along and they say Gabrielle Union fighting off Idris Elba. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Sanaa Lathan fighting off uh, Michael Ealy. Like, I think we need to be able to tell more diverse Black stories. You know, even when it was, we were going through a time where it was just like, there were so many slave movies and it just seemed like everybody, in order to get green lighted in Hollywood, you had to do a slave movie. That's the only way like these Black actors and actresses would get a chance. What about right. like movies that are just like, feel good movies, you know what I'm saying? Like think right. like more, more movies like Think Like a Man, you know, more movies like, uh, we just want regular. You yeah, know, we, uh, or, or, or like, or, or even ones that in the past, you know, I thought Hitch was a pretty good movie back in the Hitch. day. It's just, a, you know it's what I'm saying? Like, why can't, why can't a black person be a relationship guru, right? Yeah. Like, we just need to see more black people in more regular roles, right? Like, why, why, why have black people, I think over time the problem is black people have been typecast Right, I think that's where you're getting at. This, that's, right? There's certain there's certain roles that 
I think Hollywood, white America envisions for black people. And I think that's part of the problem. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I mean, yes, but then again, but then again, on the other hand, sorry, well, on the other hand, you have roles like James Bond, where uh, it was rumored that Idris Elba was going to be the, the new Bond and everybody was in an the uproar. They're like, oh, how could how could uh, Idris Elba be uh, be James Bond? He's not white. We all we know is James Bond to be a white man. Like we don't want you destroying our 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 what what we've known this character to be. You know what I'm saying? There there are stuff like there's stuff like that happening as well. I think it's a give and take. You you have to allow black people in roles that that maybe have not traditionally been played by black people. You know what I'm saying? So well, I, mean, I think that's the only way you can really change the conversation. You know what I'm saying? The pro I think the biggest problem with Black Hollywood is that, um, and I think Hollywood in general, is that it's not very welcoming of aspiring actors and actresses, especially in the Black side. Like, it's if you're not Denzel, if you're not Will Smith, if you're not Denzel's son, if you're not Childish Gambino, it's like the young actors and actresses don't really get a chance to shine. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think that's the issue. Like, like, like I said, all the movies that they make now, like a lot of the, the black movies I see are like older actresses, people that have been acting for 20, 25 years. How, how can you get Denzel Washington to continue to play every single black? If you need a black role, it's Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington is almost 70 years old and he's still playing is he really? movie roles. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's like probably in his 60s, 50s. 70s, I don't know. That's, that's he, but he's still doing action movie roles. Will Smith, Bad Boys 3. Like, I'm sure that got green-lighted because it's Will Smith and Martin. But it's like, right. we need, why can't it be like something similar to Bad Boys 3 with younger actors that are up and coming? Yeah, even, nah, that's real. That's even real. our guy from uh, Black Panther. Um, he's 42. Like, where's the- Ooh, uh, Ch Ch Chadwick Boseman? Chadwick Boseman. Where's the 20-year-old actors? in actresses where's the 25 the 30 like the 19 the 20s like we just yeah. don't got that yeah i mean look think about spider-man right if you look at spider-man spider-man has been switched like five times each and every time that spider-man gets switched a new young white actor gets a time a, a chance to shine an opportunity to have a box off his head we mm -hmm. don't got that <clears throat> no that's real that's right. I mean, that's a good point. That's a good point. But I mean, I think before we can bring the young black talent in, let's just get some black talent in, period. And, and hopefully that's what Michael B. Jordan and his uh, Change Hollywood initiative is hoping to do, man. But yeah, I, I, I'm going to have my eye on that one. It's interesting. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> oh, man. This one is... <laughs> Hell to um, the Washington football team. Hell to the Washington football team. Fight so, so all DC. So you know how they have the you know how they have the the hashtag HTTR? Is it gonna change to HTTWFT? <laughs> Hell to the football, the Washington football team. Is that is that is that how it's going to change? That is. Oh, well, oh man, I, I I'll tell you right now, the Redskins organization is in shambles for many reasons. Number one, and you know what? I, why did I just say Redskins? But you know what? We're retiring that name. Excuse me, guys. I'm sorry. The Washington football team organization 
is in shambles right now. Uh, you know, they have the team name issue, right? The Red Wolves is the one that everyone loves. I, while, while I don't love it, I don't hate it either. So I'm kind of like, I, I wouldn't be mad if that was the name. However, I'm not won over by it. You know what I'm saying? But I guess anything is better than the old name, right? Isn't that the whole point? We need to change it. So it is what it is. So there's, you got the team name dynamic. And then you have the, what's happening in the, in the front office uh, where everyone is being accused of sexual assault. <laughs> it's like, if there was a, if there was ever a team or a situation where things have reached rock bottom, it's with the Washington football team organization. Everything has gone bad. Everything. So I have nothing more to say other than, like, I would not be surprised if they won zero games this, this upcoming season. <laughs> let's, let's, let's continue the tradition, at least as of now, of things going south. They won't win a game this year. That's my prediction. Well, you know, here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> what, what it really is, everybody wants to laugh at it and it's hilarious, but it's a, their temporary name. And it's going to be their no, name for a year. And so I clearly. For how long? For how long? For a year. So they will be football <laughs> team. So, so uh, in our, game, our game today is the Green Bay Packers versus the Washington football team. But um, so here's the thing. Clearly, they're sound, struggling to like find a name. Clearly, yeah. they're struggling to find a name. And what teams usually do is. They take names of stuff that happened in that city or state. Like for instance, um, uh, 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 for instance, uh, Baltimore Ravens. Ravens is uh, uh, the poem by uh, Edgar Allan Poe that was from Baltimore, and et cetera, et cetera. So I have an idea. Why don't you call the Washington team? Why don't you call them Washington Ozios? Call them Washington the Park at 14s. What about that? No, man. I'm not Washington gonna... Platinum. That's, that's awful. Uh, Washington. Nah. Let's think Wait, what? But, but why? Why you? But why you got to use clubs? How, how about we use something that is that's more? That's the only thing I can think about DC. <laughs> <laughs> it's been gentrified. Oh. What the hell? We don't even know what DC stands for anymore. They gentrified everything. Yeah. What is what is DC? I'm trying to think. What is, what is DC? Hey, they used to be called Chocolate City. Washington Chocolate City. Washington Chocolate Wa City. Washington, uh, Washington uh, Chocolate Bars. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's better than Washington football team. Anything is better than the Washington football team. At Actually, this I will say this. I will say this to end this thing. Washington. As bad as Washington football team sounds, I still think it's better than Washington Wizards. Washington Wizards is a atrocious <laughs> What wizards? What, what what does wizards have to do with DC? Who the what? fuck knows? <laughs> hey, hey, what did hey, I think I understood why uh they changed the name, man. It was problematic. They were called the bullets before. That was very offensive. DC was a very violent town <laughs> at that time. Uh maybe we go back to the violence. Maybe we call it something along with that that with the Washington Bullets. That has a ring. I I'm, I'm not even gonna lie to you. That has a ring. That's a tight name. So what do you want to call them, huh? The bullets. Washington thieves. 
the Washington, Washington, Washington Metro Kidnappers, the Washington Daggers, the Washington Swords. Okay, all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, just come on, just just simplify it. It don't got to be that complicated. Washington Green Lines. How about that? The, the Washington Metro 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 Town. No, Metro Center. Washington Metro Center. Oh, there you go. Okay, no. Yeah, I'm not rolling either. Um, however, like I said, anything is better than the Washington football team. We'll see what the hell they change it to. This team is in shambles. Uh, let's move on, man. Kanye West, the, the guy himself. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to even get into, I guess, his day-to-day soliloquies that he just goes on randomly, you know what I'm saying, online, where I question his mental health and all this stuff. I, I, I'm kind of done with that. I don't even feel like talking about the mental health aspect. I, I don't. Because to be honest with you, he's been diagnosed with bipolar, and so his family is, is dealing with that. We'll, we'll see what happens with that aspect. However, he told us he was dropping an album called Donda where he put out the track title, he put out the track listings, everything was put out, he rolled it out, he led us down the path of us believing that he was about to drop a new album, and guess what happened? He didn't drop it. And I'm not surprised that he didn't drop it because he never drops albums when he, say, when he says he's gonna drop albums, right? But depending on when you're listening to this episode, as of today, it's been two days since that since he was supposed to drop this album we still haven't gotten it and maybe in the future when you're listening to this the album will be out so again keep keep that in mind this is a a pre-recorded episode but what so let's put the album release aside let's let's put all that aside what are you expecting from this album that that's my question like do you even check for kanye west albums anymore is is this something that you really are are highly anticipating or are you just like uh you know i guess we'll get it when we get it because that's kind of how i am at this point i'm just like whatever like we'll get the album when we get it i'm not highly anticipating anything i want to know what you think well you know I'm, i'm a major kanye west fan i think um he is definitely one of the greatest musicians of all time like his mind for music is next level so i'm i'm definitely anticipating it like you i'm not surprised that it didn't come out but that to me is more on the line of he's a perfectionist. I don't know what goes on in the background, like what you got to get okayed. And, you know, if you want to make changes, if there's a deadline to do it and he didn't meet the deadline, I don't know what happened. But what this tells me is he wants to make sure this project is as perfect as it gets. So I'm not mad at that. Bring it out when you feel like it's right if that's the case, but I'm looking forward to it, man. Like Kanye always pushes boundaries and I expect him to continue to push boundaries. I hope what he does on this album is he mixes his uh, religious thoughts with like his old school music. If he does that, I think he would have a chance of dropping the album of the year. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not anticipating it. Um, I'm always I'm always willing to receive a Kanye album. Don't get it twisted. I mean, as soon as he drops the album, I'm gonna rush to it. But I mean, but if that makes sense, but I'm not anticipating it. Uh, like I'm just not. And so, 
I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, we'll see what happens. I have I have no thoughts on I have no thoughts on what I'm what I'm expecting to to hear from this album because say, I'm just not sure. I'm not sure. Say, say so. The funny thing is, you can say what you want, not just you, but people. Say what you want about Kanye West, but Kanye West legitimately has maybe three or four classic albums. Every single time Kanye West says. I'm coming out with an album. If you are a true fan of music, you should be excited because the man has made several classic albums. Like, and then like even Jesus is King, everybody wants to kind of like clown it. That was a fantastic album. That, the gospel one, right? It's called Jesus is King, right? Yeah, the last, the last one. The last that one. was a fantastic album. And so like, we want to clown Kanye and this, this, that, and the third, but I'm like, Bruh, he is capable of making a classic. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy is I can argue with you the best rap album I've ever heard. You I can argue with you. Hey. And hey, I, uh, I would not lose many arguments. Hey, you know, we've had we've had our, we've had discussions about debates, if you will, about what's his best album. I've always maintained that my beautiful dark twisted fantasy was his best. When everybody was talking about graduation and it's not my dropout. Favorite. It's not my personal it's, favorite. It's his best. It's his album. best. But it's not my personal favorite. Graduation is my personal favorite. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I, I do want to say this, though, because, sure, if you're a music fan and you're a fan of Kanye, which I am, you should be anticipating it. I, 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 I understand where you're coming from. However, I was not one of the people who thought his last album was amazing. I mean, I thought it was all right. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't that blown away. Even Yay, the album before that. That's because you were. I, I thought I thought it was all right. It wasn't great. Ironic. You didn't like Jesus. It's gospel music. You see what I'm saying? It you, burns look, look your how, ears. Look, look how you weaponize God. <laughs> Come on. Or I can't just see people like you are the problem, right? You we can't just have a difference. Can't just have a difference of opinion. It I, burns. See what's crazy is. I feel like Kanye, in a weird way, put people in that corner, right? He did. If you if you say the album is trash, <laughs> people are gonna start. If you, people are gonna start questioning your your spirituality, right? That's exactly. You you represent exactly that 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 type of mentality. So I'm not rolling when you say the album was amazing. I thought it was alright, just like the album before. Yay, it was alright. I get. It. He's he's released two albums in a row that was alright. Like I'm not. We all know his discography, like you said, he has a couple classics, and that's un undisputable. We're not even going to debate that. However, the last two he's dropped to me have been okay. I don't really know what to expect with this one. I'm just going to be honest with you. So, I don't know. Well, let me get this straight. You love and yes, I and yet and yes, I believe in God. Thank you, thank you. I know. Let me, you. let me get this straight. You love Lil Uzi Vert's album, but you Jesus. said Jesus is King. <laughs> <laughs> just decent. Oh boy. <laughs> Hey, hey, um, you know, sometimes in life, you have to, uh, you have to make the tough decisions. And, uh, <laughs> and, oh. and that, and that, and that was an easy decision. <laughs> oh, All right. Well, <laughs> that was an easy, that was an easy decision. Well, I'll see you in hell. <laughs> hey, man, I think, I think you were on board with that as well. So, uh, yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> Wow. Now, now will I now will I tell my pastor that? Probably not. 
<laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's move on, though, man. Uh, DMX and Snoop Dogg, uh, I'm sure you guys are familiar. They they had a versus battle recently. I know, Q, you didn't actually watch it, right? But uh, I was busy watching uh, Ultimate <clears throat> Tag, dog. Yeah, you were. We should be you talking are, you about are, that. How come we ain't talking about Ultimate Tag, bro? And you, 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 you are what... Yo, listen, you're what these rappers call, and these 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 female rappers, these women rappers, you're what they call a lame. You're you're a lame for for not watching DMX and, and Snoop Dogg. Straight up. That, 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 that's that's what I'll call this. All right. How dare you have something better to do than, than to tune in to DMX and Snoop Dogg? What, what are you doing? Are you are you a are are you a fan of hip hop or not? Or, oh, my bad. No, you know what? You know what? I forgot. You like pop music. My bad. First of all, first and foremost, it came on on, on, on a Tuesday at like 8. That is it was when, family it time. Was Wednesday, it was Wednesday at 10. Wednesday Actually, at that's, that. Sorry, my bad. It was 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock on Wednesday. Yeah, okay. I don't feel like being on my computer, number one. Number two, Ultimate Tag was on. Number three, I had some bomb-ass food I was eating. Yo, and number crazy, four, man. Dateline was coming on right after Ultimate Tag. So, like, yo, bro, you, I just, you're, I have you're, you're, yo, you're super whack. I guarantee you, if Black Bear and Bozzy were having a versus battle, you would drop everything that you owned or even planned for that day and made time to watch it. That's how phony you are. That is this guy don't like this guy don't like hip hop. That is he doesn't like it. That is borderline not true. If Sam Smith did a versus battle versus Taylor Swift, you would be like, oh my God, yes. Woo! Hell yeah. I'd be like, damn, let me see what Sam Smith got in his bag. Um, but uh it's it's it's, it's shameful. It's see, shameful. I've, I, I've actually yet to see one versus. I, I've I've not seen it. I've just been hearing about it from you beautiful people on Twitter, which I really mm. appreciate. Thank you so much for doing that. Hey, you know what? Hey, we are here to provide a service. Uh, I'll be part of those people for, for the purposes of this conversation. But um, now, nah, you know what? I haven't seen all the verses at all, and I don't plan on it. Uh, however, there's certain ones that stick out to me, like this one. And I was like, I got two names. So I think it's, it's I, a very good idea. I was not disappointed. That shit was amazing. Snoop Dogg is Snoop Dogg. His, 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 Snoop Dogg's discography is undefeated. One of the more... I don't want to say underrated because it's not, but it's more like underappreciated to me. His catalog of, of, of songs that he's, been, that he's put out for over 30 years damn near at this point. It's incredible. Um, and so going in, I didn't think that uh, DMX would actually have much of a shot. But uh, unfortunately, uh, and I guess this is the nature of battles, if you will, even though I didn't really consider it a battle. Um, a lot of it is what you actually do while you're battling, right? How do you perform, right? A lot of it is, uh, uh, you know, a performance. How do you roll the songs out when you're putting them against each other? I thought DMX did a great job at his, uh, his stage presence while he was actually there, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I think people were pleasantly surprised of DMX discography, man. He got, he got a lot of anthems that, that I think showed themselves that night. To me, I think DMX took the under dog route and he actually came back and won that battle to me if we're actually if they're actually doing a, a who won I, I think DMX actually won that well the thing is Barely. 
the thing is, DMX's songs hit harder. Like when you first heard Rough Riders Anthem, it just hit differently. When you heard Slipping, it hit differently. How is it going down? It hit differently. That's not saying that Snoop Dogg's songs didn't hit, but Snoop Dogg's songs were like just dope to listen to. They cool. A lot of them like, oh, okay, all right. But DMX's ones, you'd be feeling in your soul. Get at me, dog. What else are we talking about? Like, uh, hey, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't get, you didn't get hype with party up, party up. Remember that line? Your girl, you're twisted. Your girl's a hoe. You good? You treat your, and everybody knows. Like that's serious line. You love my baby daddy. Um, I never let her go. Yeah, man. Um, classic. Nah, you're right, man. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't see myself like I said tuning into all of them. However, this was a good one. If you have time, check it out. It was cool. It was cool to experience. That joint lit. That joint made me spend the next five hours after that battle listening to DMX's discography for real, for real. I was watching his old videos. Like, yo, I, this was tight. Like, this was a tight era um, of music. Um, you said you spent anyway, five hours. I did. What? I did. You ain't had no. My, I don't have a job. I don't have a job. Nine. That means you you <laughs> you stayed up till two just listening to DMX songs after it came. I was I was listening to DMX songs for the next couple hours. I'm t- I promise you. I tell like, no lies. Do you have anything to wake up to the next day? <laughs> and I and I woke up on time. All right. So don't question don't question my dedication. All right. That's them scary hours I be talking about. You gotta be up, man. You gotta be up. Watch the throne. So with the Watch the Throne segment, we got our first album that we need to talk about, and it is none other than the boy who's retired now, Logic, uh, aka Frank Sinatra, aka Bobby Tarantino, aka. Actually, I said Frank Sinatra. I meant Young Sinatra. Whatever the hell this guy goes. Frank like. Sinatra. <laughs> so one of these Sinatras. He dropped his new album called No Pressure, and I would like to hear your thoughts about this, sir. If you if you may. You want to hear my real thoughts, or do you want to hear the uh, the thoughts that won't get me in trouble? Uh, I want to hear the both. I want to hear the your ill-advised thoughts. The ones that the people really don't want to hear, but then the ones that the people want to hear. Okay. So both. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Give it to them. So what do I feel about Logic No Pressure? Um, it's a good album. It's a, it's a very, 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 very good album. I think it's one of his best albums, actually. Um, the beats are fantastic, as you may know. Uh, the whole album is produced by No ID. No ID is a, a Hall of Fame producer. Um, he is the person that put together timeless Kanye West hits, tons of J. Cole hits, tons of Big Sean hits, et cetera, et cetera. So the beats are fantastic on the album. Uh, Logic rapping wise is fantastic on the album in terms of mechanics. He, um, he knows how to flow well, knows how to ride beats. Uh, his deliveries are great. He has some punchlines here and there, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
two things I would highlight that I would say I have a problem with with the album. Number one, I just cannot get with Logic blatantly stealing people's styles. He's been doing it for years now, blatantly stealing people like Drake's style, people like Kendrick's style, J. Cole's style, Kanye West's style. I understand people, I know what you're gonna say, hip hop artists always steal people's styles. Uh, Tory Lane sounds like a whole bunch of different people. Well, Tory Lane's to me, it feels more uh, uh, like he is, is tweaking and making it his own. I feel like Logic is just from afar stealing the style and just pretty much using the exact same formula that these dudes use to become successful. I hate that. I, I just can't give you credit for that. He continues to do that here. It's like you, it's, it's almost like he says, yo, I, this is what people like. And on this album, I'm going to give them exactly what people like from those artists. All the hard work that J. Cole's and all these people in the world had to do to get that sound. He just steals it. Okay, but that's one problem. Second problem, what is he really saying? If you actually pay attention to the lyrics on the album, what is he really, really talking about? He's talking about grown man stuff, supposedly, but it's done in a way that I still think just sounds kind of, what's the word? What's a synonym for phony? Help me out here. What's a synonym for phony? A less hard uh, synonym for phony. Inauthentic? Inauthentic. Thank you. It, he Content-wise, even though I get it, he's trying to talk about he's this new dude, but like, it just sounds so inauthentic to me. Like in one sense, he's saying I love rap, but then he's trashing people. Logic, one of the best rappers out here, smashing all these other rappers. And then another sense, I hate myself. I like myself. Like, I, I'm, it's, I don't know. The content is just bizarre to me. I, I think it's, I think he's trying to get people to feel sorry for him. And it just, I don't know, it just sounds a little corny to me. It sounds a little inauthentic. But other than that, uh, musically, the beats are great. The rapping is great. Um, I like how things are pieced together on the album. And I think it's a good, uh, it's, a, uh, it's a good final album, supposedly final album. But if it is his final album, I'm probably one of those people that are saying sayonara to Logic because I don't think Logic should be in the rap game at all. At all. Sayonara to the guy, but great album. Harsh words there, man. Uh, what would you give the album? Great, great uh, I'll give it a B. I'll give it a B. It's a really good album. It's a really good album. But the thing, you know, we were talking on Saturday. I want to make sure, I know people are like, you said all this stuff about Logic, you still gave the album a B. Well, here's how I see it. If the, the example I gave you on Saturday, I said, J. Cole and Logic are in a classroom and they both take the same test. Logic copied J. Cole's test. 
but the teacher can't necessarily confirm that they know that they that he copied J. Cole, they're both going to get the same grade. So at the end of the day, yes, Logic may have gotten the same grade from J. Cole as J. Cole in terms of like a B for this album or something good, but I don't think it's because of the magical things he was able to do. I think it was just astute copying that we can't necessarily confirm that that's what he did. So since we can't confirm it, let's just go ahead and give him that B because it sounds good. But sayonara, man, that, that dude gots to go. He gots to get out of hip hop. Uh, yeah, hey, you know, you know the interesting thing that I, that I love about um, this show is that, you know, we, we, we've developed a platform where we can just, we can just go at whoever the hell we want it, you know what I'm saying, and express ourselves, you know what I'm saying? Right or wrong, whether you agree or disagree, it is what it is, right? I think over the years, you have had, um, you've been outspoken about logic um, and, uh, and everything you just said, right? You, you've never really liked his, um, I guess, what he stood for. Uh, and, 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 and it, huh? Several things I don't like about logic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I'm sure, but I'm just saying like, you, you, like you, you, you voiced your displeasure about the man, right? So for me, I've always just been able to just separate the guy from what I'm hearing rapping wise, because I've always maintained that if we talking about rap, like if we're just actually talking about the technique of rap, right? He raps extremely well. And I feel like certain artists are only evaluated off of their technique, their ability to rap, right? First person that comes to mind to me is Eminem. We don't give a fuck about what Eminem does in his personal life. We, we, we know Eminem has been one of the corniest dudes when he goes at Nick Cannon and Mariah Carey He's always going after pop stars. He's going after women. Personally, I think Eminem is a cornball, right? I, this is just my perception of what I think he is. But when he raps, he's a freaking, in his, in his words, a rap god, right? Like from a technique standpoint, one of the best technical rappers to ever grace the microphone, right? For some reason, people are able to separate Eminem's technique and who he is as a person very well I'm just saying, they're able to do it. But when, when it comes to logic, we can't do it. And, and I'll be honest, it's hard to. And, and, and so what I, what I want to get at with, with this, with this uh, logic review for this new album is basically tell you why I think I'm not able to separate the two when it comes to logic. is because I feel like logic has an identity issue, right? I don't know the man. I know you don't know the man. A lot of people don't know who he is. I can't tell you what's in the man's heart at all. I don't know who he is. All I hear is what's in the music. And when I'm listening to the music, I hear a dude who's confused, right? One album he gives us, uh, 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 multiple albums he gives us bars filled with, hey, I'm biracial uh, and I'm black and white and I, I know who I am, but I don't. And my dad wasn't there and you know what I'm saying? Yada, yada, yada. It got a little annoying, the message of him being biracial. This is not me taking away from anybody that's biracial because some of our favorite rappers are biracial. Drake is biracial. J. Cole is biracial. 
A lot of people don't even remember that J. Cole is actually biracial, but that's besides the point. Logic himself has an identity issue. It's like we're not able to connect with anything that he's saying because he somehow does not represent anything that the fans, at least the culture, the culture fans actually give a damn about. You know what I'm saying? It's like he represents a whole nother community of gamers, of nerdy backpack guys, uh, guys and girls. I don't, I don't identify with any of that. So his persona in general, I can't connect with, but I can still appreciate him, his ability to rap. And I think that's kind of where people like you stand, right? We can, we can actually identify with his raps and understand that he's a good rapper. Now, when it comes to this new album, you talked about it. No, uh, no ID, right? Uh, legendary producer, right? One of the, one of the, better producers over the last probably 10 to 15, if not 20 years, has worked with some of our favorite guys, Kanye, Big Sean. He has a storied presence in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in rap as a producer. He laced Logic with incredible beats. Like, it's to the point where Logic could have came on these songs and really said absolutely nothing. He could have been, he could have did with, 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 with Kanye West did when he was like, poop, poop, did he scoop? And I probably still would have gave this album a C. That's how incredible of a production job that this was. Now, overall, man, you said it because I don't want to. I don't want to repeat anything that you said. Uh, the album was good. The album was good. The, I'm, I'm gonna just say it like that. The album was good. Some of my favorite songs on the album are uh, the intro, "No Pressure." It was great. Well, very well put together song. Uh, I like that song called Dad Bod. <laughs> the man wants to go off and be a father. So so be it, man. A lot of us are not going to miss him. And, I, and, and that includes me. I'm not going to miss Logic's, Logic, uh, his presence in rap, because he was never really my favorite. Um, and not anybody that I ever really was checking for. Um, and then I like that song, Heard, Heard Him Say. It was a direct knockoff of Kanye's graduation album. It damn near had the same beat as Good Morning, if I'm not mistaken. Or, this is heard him was say. Was it Good Morning? Heard him. That was the song. That's the title. Yeah. So he jocked the beat, and he jocked the song title, and he jocked the way Kanye was rapping on Heard Him Say. It, it was a complete ripoff. And while that is one of my favorite songs in the album. That epitomizes logic to me, in your words, because I agree with that. He jocks too much, and he has no originality to me that we can really stand on and say logic was incredible because of this. Listen, peace, peace to logic. I hope I hope he does a great job in his fatherly role and whatever the hell he's doing next. Um, some of us ain't gonna miss him. I'm just clearly, we're not gonna talk about logic on this show anymore. And, and that's probably a good thing. He's a nerd, but congratulations to him. You know, he's going to be a dad and all that good stuff. And that's, I'm, I'm proud of him. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy the, I, I, able to find himself or whatever, supposedly. Um, I mean, it's never, never mad at anybody that wants to go off and be a father. How can, how can I be mad at that? How, how? He came into this game. He can't, he, when he's, we probably destroyed him. You know what I'm saying? We, what I said on my review of the album was we, we probably destroyed him by 
crowning him for things that he did not do well and bashing him for things he did do well. Like what he did well, he did not get enough credit for. Like, I think he is fantastic at picking beats. Like, and I think, like you said, rap mechanics. But then when he started seeing some success, I think he just kind of went all over the place. But I, I just personally don't like the way, I actually look, listen deeply into his music and he has identity issues, but then he bashes a lot. I don't do things this way. You rappers talking about you got money, but I got money too. Mumble rap is trash. This, this, that. He even says on this album, who are you? You are just a nerd that stole styles. <laughs> you, you saw Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, uh, Drake from your window, from your window. And you said, oh, I can do what they did. I'm going to steal styles. And now I'm this killer MC. I'm a killer MC. I've been killing these MCs with what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who you? You a nerd. You a nerd. Yo. Sonic Nara to that dude, man. Yo, th yo, Logic is a, Logic is the epitome of a fanboy, a fan turned rapper. I've never seen somebody who's such a fan of his contemporaries. It's shameful. It's shameful. I don't, what, what he did in that video where he was crying, giving it, giving it up, while, while there's a part that is gratitude and I'm all for you showing, you bigging up the people who inspired you. I, like, that's cool to me. Telling people you inspire them, right? I like that. However, I don't like it when he's actually telling people who are currently active rappers and currently in the, in, in the game and, and peers of his. Over here crying, talking about, Kendrick Lamar, Drake, J. Cole, ASAP Rocky, ASAP Ferg, I love you guys. You don't know how much you did for me. Fam, like tell them that in person. I don't need to see that. I, I really don't. It's a cop. I personally don't need to see that. It's a cop out. It's a cop out. It's pretty much he's saying, like, oh guys, before you get mad for all the copying I did, I'm gonna pay <laughs> homage. They can't be that mad, right? Right. Only copying. Look at that crap. Hey, we not we not go, we not gonna miss logic. Let's let's just move on. I, I give this album a B as well. It's a good with album. With all that, with all that being said, this was still a good album. You know, what and I'm gonna and say, that's the, and and, and uh, one thing before hold that thought. And one thing I was gonna say is, w we can be critical of of music and albums, uh, but still think like extremely critical, but still think the music is is pretty good. And I think that applies to this album uh, that Logic dropped. So farewell. But go ahead. What were you about to say? And I'm going to say, you know how, you know, everybody keeps saying, keep the same energy. Go and look back at the previous episodes of Ill-Advised Wise Guys and ask me how I thought about Logic back then, three, four albums ago. Same exact energy. I, I did not get this from anybody. I did not get this from Joe. I didn't even know Joe Button didn't even like Logic. I didn't know that it was a thing to not like Logic. I just listened to his music and I just see who he is. And it's like, it's it, he's detrimental to hip hop in my opinion. But congratulations to him, great career. You're very lucky. Hey Amen. Apparently, he loves himself now. He, he if if if, if him retiring, if him retiring and getting getting beaten up by the fans online, people telling us telling him how much they don't like him, how much they think he's corny. If all of that, him stepping away from the music, all of that made him finally love himself. I'm not mad at that. Hey, 
go off and love yourself and be a dad and do your thing. However, musically, we don't need we don't need new projects from you, bro. We don't. It's cute. We don't. Let's move on though, man. Shall we? Mm-hmm. Oh, so let's talk about maybe another mixed guy, right? Kyle. Kyle dropped an album called See You When I Am Famous, exclamation, 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 exclamation. I believe it's 12 exclamation marks. Um, how you feel about it? Wait, did you really count the exclamation marks? <laughs> I count it I, my ass had to write the review for his album and I had to pick it out. It, maybe people will not be able to find it on Google if I don't put this, the exact <laughs> exclamation marks. So I counted uh, 12. Yeah. That's hilarious, man. Um, you know what? We so, man. Music is. I love music. You know, I I, I love I love uh, I love everything that goes into an artist. I love everything that I love the approach of artists. I love when artists are very expressive and they give us that that viewpoint into them into their lives. I think Kyle does that incredibly like you look at this album cover and he's giving you a what looks like a senior senior prom or maybe graduation uh image of him when he was in high school or something like that who knows what grade it was well we'll we'll say he was probably 12th grade but whatever just him even having that as an image set the tone for this album to me because he takes you on this roller coaster throughout the album, right? Where he gets into gritty, gritty, uh, nitty, into the nitty gritty detail of him uh, and everything that goes on in, in his mind. You know what I'm saying? He he talks about all the rapper aspirations that he's always wanted. He talks about how he's insecure about everything, basically. Like that's one thing that I get from Kyle is. He's not afraid to basically tell the world how insecure he is about stuff that men generally should not be admitting that they're insecure about, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Some of our favorite artists, that's what they're able to, that's how they're able to connect with the, with the people. You look at Drake, and uh, I think one, that's one of the main reasons why people love Drake so much. Um, obviously, he's a great rapper and a great artist, but I think his ability to connect emotionally on a whole different level with people is why is why uh, people love Drake. And I think the same thing goes with Kyle, man. I like Kyle. I, I like him as a person. He just seems like a cool guy who, who gives his opinion. And I think this album, it was short. It was straight to the point. I loved a few of these songs a lot. I like what it is. It's just like really cool, laid back song where he's just telling you what's on his mind. Again, great production. I like that song called The Sun with Bryson Tiller, never thought that I would hear that type of song from this guy. That joint sounds like a song Mariah Carey should be on, or, or somebody who is a, 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 a serious crooner. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's, one, that's another song that I really enjoyed. Of course, that song, Yes, with Rich the Kid and K-Camp, that's one of those like kids bop joints that like are undeniable. I can, I can picture Chance the Rapper on this, you know what I'm saying? It's, there's a certain type of artists that make those types of songs and Kyle Chance the Rapper are probably the, the best at that. Of course, there's other people who can do it, but yeah, man. Overall, this album consisted of very interesting features. 
um, and just good music. And so I would definitely recommend this album to anybody who is interested in hearing hearing new music from uh, from from a guy who hasn't really put out music in a while. He doesn't. He's one of the people who doesn't overload us with music, which I also appreciate. So this was a good album, man. Now I don't have much more to say, man. It's a good album. I, I would give this album a B. This was I enjoyed it, and I'm probably going to keep playing. Okay. Um, you know what's interesting? We just went from one nerd to another nerd, right? <laughs> but this yeah. is an adorable, lovable nerd in Kyle. Um, another thing that's interesting about Kyle is that he's actually hella talented. I get it. He has like this weird lisp in his voice and he kind of sounds a little kitty. He likes to rap over kitty beats typically, but rapping wise, he's better than a lot of your favorite rappers, favorite rappers, a lot of rappers. Singing wise, he knows how to gift us with good melodies, unique melodies. And um, let me use that word again, unique. He is very unique. He's different from all the other young rappers in the game. He's purposely different. Um, I think this album is a, is a, it's a fun listen. You know, there, there's not that many fun albums in hip hop anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like there isn't a lot of albums that you just listen to and you're like, ah, oh, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty funny. That's pretty, you know, whatever. That's what this album is to me. It's just a nice little fun album from a kid that's still trying to figure out life. Uh, probably just got hit with puberty like a couple weeks ago and now he thinks he's a man. Uh, it almost feels like Richie Rich if he was a rapper. That's what I get, the vibes I get when I hear Kyle rap. So I like the album. You highlighted probably the favorite songs, my, my favorite songs from the album. There's another one that you probably didn't say, Money Now. I thought with Tyga was fantastic, which by the way, Tyga's been killing verses lately. Pay attention to that. Like he's been killing verses lately. But like you said, not much to say about the album. It's, it's a nice little fun, cool, adorable album that you should probably listen to. I, I gave it a C plus. Um, I couldn't quite give it a B, but I definitely understand somebody wanted to give this album a B. Fair enough, man, fair enough. Um, yo, how old is Kyle? Because I feel like he's been around for not a whole, not a while, but he's been around for a couple years now. It feels like. Let me see. I mean, Kamani used to kick it. So that, I'm, I'm assuming yeah. they're around the same age. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. He's 27. That's what? He's, 20, he's 27. I'm, yo, the reason why I even brought that up was because I was like, I feel like he's been around for a while, but. He has this youthful vibe, but I don't think he's that young. I don't think he, I knew he wasn't 21 or anything like that. He's 27? The man is 27 years old. That's incredible. I thought he was like 23, maybe 22. <laughs> nah, man. What? Yeah, that's crazy, right? That's crazy. Are you kidding me? 30-year-old uh, about to be. Yo, it's so crazy how someone who's basically about to be 30 years old still has a fan base who is likely in their teens. Like I'm talking about like, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Kyle's fan base, like the core part of his, his, his base of, of listeners are between the ages of 13 and 17. I wouldn't be surprised. 
So, so you mean to tell me, sorry, I need to get back to this. You mean to tell me <laughs> when he made that song with Lil Yachty, I spy with my little eyes. And remember it started off with an intro where he said, oh man, I hate those kids. They're looking at me and I, I feel bad. He was 24 when he said 24, <laughs> 25 when that came out. Yo, listen, man. Talk about kids listen. looking at me and I feel bad. What? Look, man. Um, is it safe to say that Kyle is immature? I don't know him, but he might be a little immature. I, 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 if we're just going literal, based on his music. The literal word of the, the literal meaning of immature, yes. Literal meaning of immature. Like if you just take out the negative right. connotation that goes with the word immature, yes. Correct, correct. Yeah, so I, I would I would say he's a little on the immature side. His music reflects that. I would, Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if he got 14 year olds as his fan base. It's crazy. The man about to be 30 rap speaking to 14 year olds as a as a musician. But whatever. I love his music though. Don't get it twisted. His music is great. Just just want to point that out. Uh it's interesting. Let's move on. It is very. Next album, Gunna dropped his deluxe edition of his album Wanna. Still think that's one of the worst album titles I've ever heard, but hey. Uh what'd you think of the album, man? What'd you think of the deluxe? It was good. I mean, it, I, I thought it followed in the footsteps of the original version. The original version, uh, I thought, featured some of the most unique trap music I've ever heard in my life. Um, the original version was smooth. It was um, just dope, just dope. And I think this one, it, it, it literally continues. It takes on that tone. Um, I got to give it up to Gunna, dog. I got to give it up. My love for Gunna has done a complete 360. I officially appreciate the man. I officially think he's one of the better musicians today. I am a, I now become a Gunna apologist. <laughs> I now get into fights on the street if somebody tells me Gunna sucks, because he does not suck. Gunna is dope. I love what he's been able to do with with the the music he's been able to bring out man i have nothing but praise damn you ain't got one criticism my god uh, this is craziness <laughs> <laughs> this is not i've never heard you just just give it up like that for 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 anybody <laughs> i you you said you're a gonna apologist is that what you just said I'm a gunner apologist now. Do do you stand on that? Do you stand? And, um, I, I I I I apologize for. There's two things that I I All right. two people, gunner and I apologize for my take on Don Tolliver. I like Don Tolliver. Thank <laughs> you. That's what I'm talking about. I told you. I told you. I think, I, it was it was. You're, you're, I apologize. You. I'm sorry for my reckless. Look, man. Please. Look, man, look, look, look. Um, I think I think you need to stop being so quick to jump out the window and, and be and hate on it, hate on somebody. I remember vividly I never having said, a bro, 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 bro. Did I ever say he sucked? Y'all can y'all can go back and listen to the older episodes, please. Uh -huh. And you might need to do the same thing. When Gunna's album dropped, the one uh Dripper Drown 2, right? right? Mm -hmm. 
we had a very, very good conversation about that. Leaving that conversation, I said, this guy thinks Gunner's garbage. Like, he really thinks Gunner sucks. Like, he, you, you're like, I don't see any value in what he does. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> you said other things, right? True. And I was telling yeah, you that. He was correct. He was, he was a little. He, he, he was, was not overrated. overrated. He was. He was, they were he was a little bit. He was appropriately placed in the trajectory of where he was headed. No, that's all it was. I was ahead of the curve, and you were not. It's cool. It's all right. Just like I'll give it up. You were ahead of the curve on the logic hate. It is what it is. <laughs> I came around. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I didn't always have disdain. Not real disdain, but like I didn't always think negatively about logic. I was like, eh, whatever. I don't care about none of that. Over time, I started feeling the 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 negativity. Like, okay, I really don't like this guy. I, I just don't. <laughs> it took time though. Same thing with Don Tolliver. We had a small sample size, and it's cool, man. I, I get it. I've been wrong about people in the past, but I'm just saying these are dudes that's undeniably talented. I don't understand how you can listen to Don Tolliver and not say. This man is the truth. I, I just I just don't hear it. I don't see it. I don't see it. So I'm glad to hear this. I'm glad. Thank you. Thank you for uh, coming around. I will never make an insult. I will not shoot no more insults towards their way. They are Yo, the- Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Gunna apologist. So when it comes to Gunna's new album, I actually, I agree with you, man. I thought it was a- I thought it was a good album. Uh, but I think one of the things that stood out to me was uh, about this deluxe album was the fact that he sprinkled in um, the newer songs throughout the project. That was cool. I, I, I really liked that. I really enjoyed it because it, it gave me a chance to go back and appreciate the songs that were on the, um, on the, on the, you know, the initial version of the album. You know, I've never experienced a deluxe album like that. I, I don't know, maybe, I'm not saying Gunna created that, but that was the first time I can remember ever having that experience. I'm used to deluxe albums being a separate disc, not having to go back and listen to any of the previous albums. We've seen that. Lil Uzi Vert did it. Everybody's done it. So I appreciated that. It actually made me like Argentina more, the, the song Argentina. Mm-hmm. It made me like uh, Blindfold more with Lil Baby. It made me like all of them songs more. The, the joints that I thought was decent on, on the first go round. So, that was my biggest takeaway with this with this Gunna uh, one of deluxe album. Pretty good, man. I think Gunna is uh, he's on his way. Gunna's on his way, dog. G- Gunna's on, on on the verge of becoming one of those dudes that's kind of untouchable in music because his style is so unique. You know what I'm saying? He came into the game, I think, being very heavily compared to Young Thug, rightfully so. Um, all of them dudes is very slimy. And uh, they sound very slimy on tracks. Uh, and and, it's, and if, to somebody without a trained ear, it's kind of hard to make the distinction between Gunna, uh, you know what I'm saying? Gunna, Young Thug, all the, uh, Lil' Keed, all of the people that are in that camp. It's hard to make the distinction if you're not somebody who actually listens. So one thing I have noticed over the, the last year is that Gunna is carving out his own lane. Nobody is doing what Gunna's doing. Nobody sounds like what Gunna's doing. Nobody even raps on the type of beats that Gunna's rapping on. Them shit sound magical. <laughs> they, they sound therapeutic. Them shit sound magical. Yeah, they man. They sound restorative. That's what I always 
<laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I'm gonna start replacing. So when I'm doing work, I'm doing serious work. Sometimes I throw on classical music because mm -hmm. it actually helps me focus. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what you do. I'm sure everybody has their own thing. I throw on, um, I throw on Maury Povich. All right. Well, no wonder you're out of touch and just distracted so much. But okay. Nothing makes uh, me work harder than Dr. Phil. Listening to some <laughs> Dr. Phil talk. Nah, but uh, I think I'm gonna start replacing my classical music with with Gunna Gunna's music, man. Like that joint sound. It it makes me feel good. It makes me focus more. So hey, all right, yeah, man. You do that. <laughs> I, I I will. I, I'll let you go. I'll let you guys know how that how that went for me. Okay. You know. Let's let's keep it moving. Let's uh let's talk about this young kid that goes by the name of the kid Leroy with his new album called F Love that uh, I thought was pretty dope. How do you feel about it? Woo, man. You know what? Uh, I, I've changed my tune with uh, the kid Leroy over the last six months since I first found out who he was. Um, first time I ever heard of the kid Leroy is uh, was when he dropped a song called Addison Ray. And uh, I like I thought the song was dope, man. I was like, okay, who's this guy who sounds like Juice World? He sounds like he sounds very refreshing. His raps are dope. He has clear vocals, you know, he, he infuses melodies in his in his uh, delivery, all of that. I thought it was all great. But there was something about him that, that still kind of held me back. I was like, nah, I'm not really rolling at all. Who's this white guy that looks like Justin Bieber? Like, he looks like Justin Bieber when Bieber came into music. You remember how kiddie Justin Bieber looked? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, but he was, he was singing songs like Baby, Baby. Yeah, for the kids. But like, somehow, some way, people who were a little older than Bieber were connecting with him. I felt like. Still to this day, that's why I like Bieber. Bieber's way younger than us. But I like Bieber's music. You know what I'm saying? The Killer Roy reminds me of that, how I felt about Bieber from that standpoint of here's this young ass dude who doesn't even look like the, the type of, he doesn't make the music that I would expect out of somebody that I'm looking at, yet he's able to connect with his music. At least I'm able to connect with his music on a, on a real, real deeper, deeper level. I love this album. I love this album. Our first listen, I was like, okay, this is pretty good. And then I heard it two times, and then I heard it three times, and I was like, this is a very good album. Very good. Now, you start getting, when you start really getting into some of these songs, you start understanding that this dude, Killeroy, he might be the truth, y'all. Because when I hear, when I hear what he was able to do on that song called uh, So Sick of Love Songs, what, what the hell is the name of it? Oh, that was dope. Yeah, that was dope. What, what, what did he do? What was the name of that joint? Uh, here it is. Need You The Most. Bro, what he did on Need You The Most was incredible to me. Because he flipped So Sick by Neo, which I've never even heard anybody do. And that's another reason why I know I'm getting old, because these younger dudes is flipping songs that I used to hear and I still remember vividly. But what he did on that from a music standpoint was incredible. Melodies, emotion, passion, you know what I'm saying? The, 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 
the switching of flows. Bro, he does a lot of stuff with, with what he does musically. So I could gush a little bit more, but eh, we don't really got the time. You guys should go check out this album. It was really dope. My favorite songs, though, are, like I said, Need You The Most, Same Thing, Tell Me Why, which is that Juice World. Uh, um, homage track. There you go. Homage, homage track, where he was paying homage to Juice World. And then I like that song, Go With Juice World. Um, every I just, song was real. Every just, song was good though. He, he had go and then tell me why right after, like in the track oh, listing. It was, it was great. I, I, that stood out to me. I, I, I like Need You Most, but I didn't think that was one of the best songs on there. Um, I thought the song with him and Lil Mosey was pretty tight. I thought, um, mm -hmm. I thought actually the very first song maybe was really good. That really one was great. Great intro. Um, and did like you said, go tell me why. But yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised by by this album. Um, now, I, I wouldn't call it great. I wouldn't call it very good. I'm probably not as high as you are on it because at the end of the day, is it it is just it's. It's not necessarily the highest quality music to me. It just not. It just isn't. It isn't the highest quality of music. Like his vocal performances are not great. Um, his uh, lyrics aren't next level or anything. It's not a knock on him. It's just that that's it's. It is what it is. But I will say, like he shows serious talent on the album. Like on the album, he he legitimately understands how to connect with listeners. That is very hard to be able to be that age that he is and find a way to connect with all listeners. And you know, another thing too, before this album came out, I, I actually watched some interviews with the kid Leroy. And I said, I want to know who this kid is. Like he sounds kind of like Juice World. Is this, I know he's white, but like, is he one of those white guys that like got it out the mud that grew up in the like black neighborhood that that kind of talks like you know your stereotypical hood dude and he doesn't he's just a regular joe he's just a regular joe white guy from australia by the way with a mm -hmm. heavy australian accent that smiles when he he, he, you know, you talk to him, he answers every question, very articulate. And so when I, when I got to know who he was as a person, it actually boosted my opinion on the music that he makes. Instead of me saying that he's this doppelganger, trippy red guy or doppelganger juice world person. Like I actually said to myself, yo, he's doing what he loves and he's doing it his way. And it just happens to sound like everybody else's way also. And so long story short, I like the album. I, I, I like, it's almost similar to uh, how I felt about NLE Chopper. Remember how, remember that album that he brought out? Um, I didn't necessarily love the body of work, mm -hmm. but I saw so much potential in the person. Right. The person shows so much potential on the album that you 
you you have to you you can't deny it. You cannot like just leave bro out being impressed. Bro, let me tell you something. Uh I just found out he was 16 years old. 16. This 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 kid is on his way. Because what I heard from this album, he's out of here. He's out of here. Like I just see it. I see it already. Because musically, if he's if he was able to deliver this at this age with this type of passion with, with with like you said the talent it's it's undeniable to me you know what i'm saying that is there now all i need to know is how much you know what i'm saying like what is his I, like i haven't heard him talk or anything so i didn't know any of that stuff i didn't even know he was australian i had no idea um you know what i'm saying but now i need to understand who he is as a person and i think his, this was a great introduction for me so now i'm going to do some more digging to understand who he is a little bit more but if this album is any indication of what we're going to be hearing from this guy in the future <laughs> oh he's going to be this is going to be a serious serious artist um in, in music i'm telling you do you know what worries me about him what's up that there is a trend of white hip-hop artists that down the line, they switch up. The latest one was G Easy. Like Pink, G Easy, Fergie just left Black. <laughs> she just left Black Eyed Peas and said, I don't want to f with you. I want to make pop songs. Like, if he can continue to embrace hip hop and not switch up, I think that his future is bright but I'm scared. Oh. I do not think in five to 10 years, maybe I'm wrong. I tell people all the time, I'm like, yo, I want to be wrong for some of these comments that I make. I hope I'm wrong, but I do not see him sticking with hip hop at all. I mean, like another one, Post Malone, right? Post Malone right. switched up his I was going to bring him up. Once he started getting popular, you know what I'm saying? Like, Hey, here's the thing. I hope here's the thing. So, but I don't here's a, see it. I'll, I'll be I'll be honest with you. At this point, uh, I've got I've I've accepted the fact that these artists, specifically like the Kid Leroy, the way his style is, he's going to switch up because what I'm hearing is already, it's already like I I see stadiums, I see guitars. If you listen to the production, it's it's very rock, um, mm -hmm. uh, influenced. You know what I'm saying? So. If he switches up, I would not be surprised at all. So it is what it is. He's not, he came out the gate with that, and it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Post Malone, on the other hand, I think the way he did it was trashy because he never even considered himself a rapper, which is a problem in and of itself. Like, don't denounce the fact that a huge element of what you do is rap, right? You have the right to change up your style musically. Do whatever the hell you want. But don't act like rap is not a major part of what you do. You know what I'm saying? I, that was the problem I had with Post Malone. I easily see the, uh, the Killer Roy switching up, but it is what it is. Like I said, I already hear it in the music. But like I said, I love it. I love it. I love it. I, I mean, I, I, it's more of a personal preference. I just hope that he sticks with that sound and, and he continues to work with hip hop artists because right. I can see it him not. You know what I'm saying? So that's fair. That's fair, man. Uh, let's move on, though, shall we? Yes, sir. Next album and the last album project that we're talking about is Pop Smoke 
Shoot for the stars, aim for the moon, the deluxe edition. What did you think about this album? The deluxe, of course. It was bad. (laughs) I mean, the, the, the thing is, most deluxe albums are bad. This one was probably out of all the new deluxes that been coming out this year. This probably was one of the worst, and it's it's okay. It's okay. It's like I don't. It's all right. Like I expected that to be honest with you, but um, there is still some tight songs on there like Paranoia. I I'm high on Paranoia. Guess who's on Paranoia? Young Thug, Pop Smoke, and your boy Gunna. This guy can't miss. He can't miss no more. I'm Yo, you are, hey, that song. hey, you are something else, man. Gunner hasn't missed. He hasn't missed. Period. When has he ever really missed? He, he's doing exactly what he's always done. So uh, hey, uh, but be I, think he, he I think the only thing. Stop I think the only it. thing. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Everybody's allowed to miss. I don't mean that literally. Okay. That was like he never missed ever. I'm saying for the most part he doesn't miss. That's what I really meant to say. Okay. All right. That's fair. <laughs> um, so there, that song that I really like, I think that song is amazing, actually. And then all the other songs, eh, just and then, then there's so there's I like Paranoia. Then there's a whole bunch of, and then there's a whole bunch of what the hell is this crap? Like the song with De- Davido. What the hell was that crap? What the hell was that? <laughs> There's a song with Jamie Foxx that has like Afro beats. What was that? Like, I mean, I don't think it's a bad song, but what was that? And then you got the one with Fabio, Fabio Foreign that sounds kind of unfinished. It, it was just a whole bunch of mix of just what was that? And I think the thing is, his original album was such a solid album, such a solid album. For them, we, we still had a good taste in them. Like we we Pop Smoke's legacy was similar to Jordan. He pretty much finished his career with his that that game-winning shot and his hand still holding up like this. Then they bring out the deluxe version, which is equivalent to Jordan with the Wizards. Like, no, man, like, but it is what it is, you know. I'm just glad that I got to hear some more Pop Smoke. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, for me, similar to uh, <laughs> similar to how I felt about the uh, the first initial version of uh, his album, I, I choose not to to grade it because there's no point. I, I don't feel like grading people who who have passed at this point. So, at the same, without that being said, you are one hundred percent on the money <laughs> with what was that. I can honestly say the majority of those deluxe edition songs were is is exactly how I felt. It was like, so you guys really put out this song, like when I heard when I heard the uh, the remix to Yeah Yeah with Queen Niger, I was like, what? What are y'all doing? Like who 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 made the call and said put that out musically? It sounds bad. Uh. She didn't add anything to the song to me. Um, 
one of the other songs that I was like, what what was that? And to use your words, because that's 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 a perfect that might be a segment. That's gotta be a segment. What was that? Yeah, I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, what like how do we explain this? You know what I'm saying? Um what, what did I just you know, like the song to me, the song with uh like you said, you, you already mentioned it, both of those with uh Fibio form. I appreciated Fibio form finally being added to this album because you know. This, like I, I said it on Twitter, the you know the the synergy that th- those two had when they're on the same song was magic. Mm-hmm. Like it just it just made sense, mm-hmm. and 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 it it sucked to hear him finally be added to a song that sounded unfinished. That was a little unfortunate to me. I didn't understand the Devito uh, feature. Didn't understand the Jamie Fox feature. Didn't understand the A Boogie with the Hood feature. Like I thought that song could have had potential. The one with A Boogie. Except it just sounded unfinished. It, it, it just did. Like it didn't. It, it felt like a reference song, as if Pop Smoke maybe had some changes to make. I don't know. However, one of the songs that wasn't two of the songs that were standouts for me was the one you mentioned, Paranoia. I thought that song was great. And Pusha T was rumored to be on that song. If you if you remember that, Pusha yeah. T was rumored to be on that. He, he got it, taken off the song because of Drake, made supposedly. Legendary. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Uh, so I like that song a lot. And then surprisingly, one of the songs that I did not like on the first the first time around on the album was "Enjoy Yourself." I really liked the one with uh, Burner Boy. I thought I thought that that was a complete song. That shit sounded great to me. Um, so that song definitely ended up on my in my library. Did not end up there the first time around. Uh, overall, eh. Not really feeling it, you know. Um, this is one of those albums that makes me not like the deluxe rollouts that, that's been going on. You know what I'm saying? We don't need a deluxe album one week after the real one came out. I don't need it. You know what I'm saying? This, this is, these are the type of efforts that make me say we don't need deluxe albums for everything. We just don't. Yeah. And so, hey, man, again, rest in peace to Pop Smoke. We, uh, we hope that... Uh, you know, people appreciated him while he was there and not just, um, you know what I'm saying, when he's gone. You know, I hate, I hate seeing the, the numbers that these artists are these breaking records streaming-wise. Juice World is another one. 500,000 records uh, sold in like a week or some shit, some crazy-ass number. And it's like, Juice World, I think, got a taste of the love that he, he you know, that he was getting out here. I don't think Pop Smoke really felt any of this. You know, we knew he was coming. We knew he was on the cusp. I think this album would have definitely solidified him. He didn't really get to, to feel the love. And that, that's the part that sucks. But overall, I appreciate Pop Smoke's music. You know what I'm saying? We'll see what happens in the future if any new albums from him leak. We'll see. For sure. They're ill and they're not. So advice. So... For our next segment, what we got is the ill and the not so advised. As you may know, this is where we tell you which songs that we like and which songs we do not like. So I'm going to start that off for you guys. First and foremost, Uch alluded to it, Black Bear, he dropped three songs. One of them I did not really necessarily like that much. 
but the other two I absolutely loved. I felt that and I feel bad. Yes, Blackberry is somebody that makes pop emo songs and I'm probably in a very good place right now. And so hearing emo songs doesn't necessarily resonate with me as much, but the way that he does it is so cinematic, so, so relatable. It resonates so well that you can't help but like it. It's riveting, riveting pop emo music. I didn't know that that was even possible. So those are two songs by Black Bear that I really love, really, really, really love. And by the way, he is a writer for some of the hottest artists in the game, pop R&B artists in the game. And so he ain't no slouch. Like he's been doing this for a long time. So it makes sense why he would make songs that sound really good. Uh, another song that I liked this week was actually a Jason Derulo song, believe it or not. I am not somebody that is a fan of Jason Derulo. I think Jason Derulo uh, makes some of the corniest music I've ever heard in my life. And I don't mean to say that negatively. If you like corny music, that's fine. That's you. That's, that's all good. But to me, I don't like corny music especially when it's super corny. So I've not been really liking Jason Derulo's music. With that being said, Jason Derulo dropped a song that I thought was pretty dope called Take You Dancing. Um, I, I really, really, really felt Michael Jackson vibes listening to that. Like I really, really felt he really showed off his charisma. He, he really did a good job of making an anthem that like, you know, you can hear in the club and get amped up to, that was catchy, that was infectious, that was all the things that make a pop or R&B song great. He did all of that on this song. And so big ups to him, that's a fantastic song. Once again, it's called Take You Dancing. Uh, and a song that I would say that I, uh, it's a shame that I have to say that I like this. It's shameful. It's called Entanglements with August Alsina and Rick Ross. I love that song, yo. Like, yes, the, 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 the topic of the song ain't the best. Yes, August Alsina is clout chasing a little bit by what he, by using the word entanglements and talking about his situation. And yes, I do think he went a little overboard talking about uh, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett being this dude that's coming in there and plowing things. But at the end of the day, August Alcina makes hits. He makes hits. You can't deny it. it, it like his, his voice is fantastic. His, the way he just slides in tracks, like his, like his vocal cords are, are doused in butter. Like the way he, 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 he got Rick Ross, and then Rick Ross dropped a dope-ass verse on there, too. Clever, dope-ass verse over here talking about Will and Jada, like, slyly. Like, that is a good song. It is catchy, and I hate it. I hate that it's catchy. I hate that, because I don't want to be involved. I want this whole situation to get the hell out of my head. I don't, I, I, I'm trying to forget it. Right after I saw Will Smith's face, I was like, I don't want to remember this situation ever again. Will Smith's a hero. He's a hero. He does not deserve to be treated this way. Will Smith's a hero, a black hero. 
Has anybody mentioned this in the whole situation? Ooh, has anybody ever mentioned that Will Smith is a hero? He does not deserve to be treated like this. <laughs> what look, he's been man. able to do for the black community. <laughs> look, 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 man. Uh, uh, all stars, all heroes have to go through right? We Clearly, this is Will Smith's moment that he has to go through. Hey, man, it's going to make him a better hero for us. Yeah, all right, man? man. Just, this is the dude. gonna make him a better hero. His kids on Fresh Prince of Bel Air, like we was watching. This, this dude is cool as hell. They keep throwing salt in his wounds. But anyway, uh, not so advised. <laughs> a couple songs I didn't really like this week. Uh, Russ can't be me. So I, on my new video series, uh, check it out. It's called Addressing Ish with Q. On my video series, what I said was, I really like Black Bear, I really like Russ, and I really like Bozzy. Um, I really, really like Russ, what he was, he, he's been able to do from an artist standpoint. Like, he's very unpredictable. Like, one minute, he can hit you with like some killer bars. Next minute, he can hit you with a hit, like a, a, a hit that got you like, wanting to dance and like that you can feel. And then the next minute he can mesh those two together. I've even heard him make an Afropop hit with uh, Davido called All I Want Is You, which was pretty dope. Like he's very versatile, very unpredictable. You never know what you're gonna get. And I feel like every single song for the last couple of weeks that he's been bringing out, cause he's been bringing out something new every week, were really good. This one just fell flat on his face. I just felt like it sounded undone. It literally sounded like he did all the work by himself. All his other stuff didn't necessarily sound like he did all the work by himself. This one actually sounded like he had no help and he was independent making it. I didn't like it. Um, and then the other song that I did not like from this week was Drake and Heady One, uh, Only You Freestyle. Listen, I get it. Like, we like different. We, we like different. I like different too. Sometimes I like to go to Chick-fil-A and order mac and cheese. I like different. I don't always want to order the same thing. And yes, Drake is trying to try something new with this UK accent and rapping, man's, man's out, 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 something hot, man's out, 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 out. Like, I get it. It's something new. It's unique that Drake has been able to do it. But can we stop saying that this sounds tight? Where in what world? In what world is Drake's UK rapping <laughs> sound tight? Like I, 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 okay, maybe am I am I missing something? Am I missing? He sounds off beat when he raps in the UK with UK accent. He sounds off beat. He, he it, am I missing something? <laughs> anyway, this song with Hetty One called "Only You Freestyle," I. Like we said about the Pop Smoke album, what was that? Like, what was I listening to? <laughs> like, that's 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 my ill, my ill and not so advised for this week, man. Yo, you you seem you seem perturbed. That, that's the word I would. <laughs> that's the word I would use for how you seem right now. What was that? I think Drake you, is you, fantastic. Drake is an amazing artist, but. 
Come on, man. We can't crown this man for every little thing he does. I like him. I like him in Afropop. I like him. I even kind of like him sounding like uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks on Grease. Like, I like all kinds uh. of Drake's. I can't get hit to that Drake for some reason. Listen, man. You know. No. You know, I, uh, I, 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 I said the same thing to you when we spoke about this the other day. And um, I, I've heard Drake on, on drill beats. I've heard him rap with this accent before. So it's, I'm not surprised. I actually like when he does it. But this performance? No. No, a- absolutely not. Matter of fact, they, about halfway in that song, he started going off beat and it was like, wait, 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 wait. You were doing okay, kinda. And now you're just off beat in a, in a way in which, now I don't even understand what's happening. So yes, that, that's, that is absolutely, what was that? And no, no knock on a headed one. I never heard of this guy before. Um, but no, I'm throwing that song in the dumpster. That song is in the trash can with me, <laughs> straight up. I'm telling you, and 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 if you guys out here keep hyping that song out, so keeping that song, hyping that song up so much, and not calling Drake uh, in that song average at best for what it is, we gonna have to start elevating this conversation of y'all just caping for everything Drake does because I know that's what happens anyway. But that song is not cool. We not rolling with that song. No, it's not. Cool. No way. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, you you just you you worked me up. Now I'm perturbed. Good. Drink. Ill-advised angry guys. Pissing me off with drink. Anyway, man. Uh yeah, that was that was some good songs you, you highlighted. I do like entanglements too, man. I rock with that song. It's cool. Uh he's still very me- he's still very messy, but you know, whatever. It's cool. Uh so for me, I want to bring up a couple songs and uh you guys are probably already familiar with these songs. J. Cole dropped a two-pack called Lewis Street. And uh, on that two-pack of songs, uh, he, he released uh, The Climb Back and then also Lion King on Ice. I really enjoyed Lion King on Ice more so than I liked The Climb Back. However, I appreciated them for different reasons. Lion King on Ice sounded very trap club-esque. It kind of reminded me of the the drunken club nights that uh you know I used to partake in on a frequent basis as I was uh going into the the DC streets a little bit more often but uh why is J Cole so good at giving us enlightened trap songs like I shouldn't be hearing him refer to like I shouldn't be hearing him talk about conscious things <laughs> on that type of production. Like that will never sound normal to me. I don't know, that's just me. But uh, I really like, I also like the climb back because uh, he really went very lyrical. And while Drake, I'm sorry, and while uh, J. Cole has always really um, shown his lyricism on throughout his career, I think that um, that song definitely reminded everybody that J. Cole is not to be messed with lyrically. And he really, really put himself in a completely different um, echelon, which he already is. But it's like, just in case y'all forgot, 
I'm a I'm a god MC. At least refer to me as that. Put me in that class of rapper. That's what that song stood stood out to me as, and I appreciated that from J Cole because he needs to do that more. Because I think people just be sleeping on him as a rapper overall, even though we love J Cole. Uh, the next song I liked a lot that I added to my personal playlist was Rod Wave with his new song uh, Through the Wire. You know. I've been I've been very vocal about the fact that I really enjoy Rod Wave's music because, you know, he has that passion and that soul within his music that really, really is refreshing, man. It, it, it I think the music industry is never, never it should never not be accepting of artists like Rod Wave, you know, the ones who 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 throw in emotion into their records like on a re- on a regular basis. That should always be cool. You know what I'm saying? We like the day in which a Rod Wave, somebody like him, is not accepted to me. I think music is done, and so Rod Wave to me represents, you know, that 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 class of music that is not as appreciated anymore. But um, Through the Wire was a dope ass song because, you know, I found out recently that he almost died in a car accident, and uh, if you watch the video to this song, he's posted up in front of the car in which he totaled which he almost lost his life. He said he was going over 100 miles an hour. Where he literally almost died. And so this song was kind of a, uh, a reference to Kanye West through the wire, where Kanye obviously almost died in a car accident. Dope ass song. If you haven't heard it, check it out. Um, it's really good. Next song I added to my playlist, personal playlist, was Jaden Smith, also referred to as Jaden, uh, with his new song called Cabin Fever. You know, Jaden has been very uh, steady over the last few years musically. You know what I'm saying? He, he's really gotten to a point to me where I didn't take him seriously uh, as a musician. And then I started to appreciate him very slowly. And now I'm at the point where I just full-blown think he's a superstar that is going to emerge into a superstar. Uh, as soon as y'all stop acting like he can't make music at a very high level. You know, for some reason, I really feel like Jaden has been overshadowed by his lineage. You know what I'm saying? The fact that he's Will Smith and, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a product of that family. The fact that he's been known for music, I'm sorry, uh, for movies and, and acting uh, probably throughout his, his life. I'm just not sure if people really look at him like a serious artist yet. But I think if you're actually listening to his music, um, you should really start referring to him as that because he's dropping extremely quality music. This song, Cabin Fever, was no different. Like I said, Jaden's going to be a superstar it's in no time. You, you guys just wait on it. It's going to happen. Uh, the next song I want to highlight is a new joint, a new joint that dropped with uh, J.I.D., Jid, Smino, and Kenny Beats. They dropped a new song called Baghetti. That joint is fire unbelievably good you know jid is one of those guys that has been bubbling out of that dreamville camp for a few years now extremely good lyricist extremely good with his uh his ability to switch flows uh he actually talks about a lot of conscious stuff which is pretty dope but then he gets into his nigga shit you know what i'm saying he's a he's one of those like well-balanced artists that i really appreciate and Smino is very dope as an artist as well. 
I think this song, if you're if you're somebody who's looking for uh, eclectic lyricism, but also dudes who are with the shits, I, you can appreciate people like JID and Smino and what they were able to do on this song. Check out Baghetti. It's a dope ass track. Um, they do a little bit of singing in it. Um, it's very harmony and, and melody driven, but they still getting into that lyricism bag. So check it out. Uh, the last song that I really, really enjoyed this week, or I should say since the last episode was a new joint that dropped called Pac-Man by a guy or group called Gorillas. I'm not exactly sure who they are yet, but anyway, Schoolboy Q was on this song. I thought that this song was phenomenal. You know, I'm really one of those fans of the alternative, electric, uh, R&B, kind of like that, uh, whatever is non-traditional, right? When, when that is able to be uh, executed in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a great way, I'm always going to uh, note it because there's not a lot of this type of music being being, I think, promoted and really put out there like that, that I think people can appreciate. It's, in other words, if you're looking for something different, Schoolboy Q really gives you uh, himself on some production that you're just not familiar or you've never heard Schoolboy Q on. So if you really want to check out some, like I said, some alternative music, uh, because you know, you're looking for something different, check this song out. Um, and also, if you're a fan of Free Nationals or Thundercat, anybody who does anything like that, you're going to like this song. So those are my ill songs. On to some songs that are not so advised for me. I have one, and it's none other than Black China and Trippy Red with their new song called Cash Only. Uh, so I feel like for this, for this segment... This is two weeks in a row, or at least two episodes in a row in which I've, I've thrown a song on here that I don't actually believe is bad musically. Uh, last week, you guys, or I should say last episode, you guys probably remember me throwing on Ego Death by Ty Dolla Sign. I actually like that song. I think, I think Ego Death is a decent song. Like, it's, it's definitely not bad. Ty Dolla Sign doesn't make bad music. This song, on the other hand... Uh, is sort of in that same realm where it's not a bad song. However, I'm not, I'm not really liking this, this new trend, this, this recent trend of people who just want to start making music because it's, it's a good marketing tool for all the other shit that they got going on in their life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really feel like rap and just the music industry has turned into one big marketing campaign for everything else that's going on in your life. Like, Oh, uh, Black China has a new reality series. Oh, did you hear that new song that she has? Oh my God, it's really good. Like, I'm not cool with rap becoming such a marketing campaign like this. Like, that's not tight to me. It's just not. And I, and I don't think I will ever be cool with that. Um, Trippy Red does his thing on this song. We used to Trippy Red doing his thing. He's, he's, he's a great artist um, from, a, from a musical standpoint. He does a lot of things well. Black China, eh. I don't really want to hear new music from her again. Please, let this be the last song that I hear from Black China, and, and I think I'll be able to sleep better at night. These, that's, the, that's all I got, man. That's all I got. Uh, those are some interesting picks that you got, especially the JID one. I, I definitely 
would not have guessed that you would notice it. It, it came out on a like random day, like Tuesday, something like that. And um, it just kind of went under the radar, but you're right. Yeah. That's a pretty dope song. Two cold joints, Cole's is spit, spitting fire. Like Cole, somebody made Cole mad. He's spitting fire on those two joints. And, Definitely. Um, I actually like the Black China song. Like you, you know, that's the, you don't got to pick on Black China. There's so many people that are rapping and singing that that Drake is somebody that was an actor before he was a rapper, right? Like we're not we're not doing. Listen, I'm not doing I'm not doing this this uh, this thing with you guys where we just accept anybody in music. Bad Baby is another one. I'm not. We not. That's not cool. No, no. Bad Baby is a fantastic. No. Absolutely not. That baby has not even taken her SATs yet. You're over here trying to say what she can and can't do. We don't even, she probably don't even know what she wants to do in her career. She's figuring it out. She's like 16. Bro, she's been 16 for how long? How old is she now? Maybe she's (laughs) 27, just like Kyle. That's funny as shit. (laughs) Just like Kyle. Yeah, man. Um, Yeah, that's what I got, man. It was five stops. So, for my ill-advised thoughts, or thought, or thought, thoughties, wait, thought, wait, hmm, which one is it? I don't know. You guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, I, I want to talk about rappers retiring, at least them making the announcement that they are going to retire. Um, you know... Where you guys are no stranger of this, we've seen rappers make the retirement announcement over the years. And, um, you know, while if it hasn't been for people like Jay Z who have, who made a very, very dramatic unveiling of his retirement, only to drop an album, which we thought was his last album in the Black album, only for him to go away for a couple years and end up releasing three to four more albums after that. Uh, we probably would take rappers and their retirement announcements a little bit more seriously. Um, and so what I want to do here is take you guys on a little journey of all of the rappers that you are probably familiar with who have in the past basically made an announcement that they are retiring. So. Come walk with me for a second. Number one on this list. And by the way, this is in no order at all. We just gonna walk down this list. Number one for me, I mentioned Jay-Z. Obviously, we all know the we all know the the, the story of Jay-Z. Ended up making how many albums after he, he made that dramatic uh announcement, like I mentioned earlier. Another one that you're probably not familiar with is Childish Gambino. Uh in 2015, he actually made an announcement that he's going to retire from music. Uh, and he's not going to make another another uh, album again. He's going to focus on his acting. He's going to focus on his comedy. He's going to focus on everything but music. That was in 2015. We've gotten several albums from Gambino ever since then. And by the way, I'm going to link you guys to this article that I'm reading this from <laughs> just to show you guys this long history of people who say they're retiring but don't actually really retire. Uh, another one is... Uh, let's see, let's see. Azalea Banks in 2013. 
she she announced she was retiring that she's not dropping any more music she's tired of the the the, the music industry hasn't been fair to her a whole bunch of other stuff she said she's dropped new music since she's collaborated with artists i believe she's even gearing up for an album um in the near future i mean that was what i read recently who knows when it'll actually come out but she's clearly going to drop new music according to her she's another one who said she was going to retire but didn't happen another one lupe fiasco lupe back in 2012 and also in 2016 on his album uh the cool he alluded to several he's on, on the cool he said one he said that his next album was going to be his, his last album and while he's clearly had a love-hate relationship with the music industry i think his passion for music is 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 still there because he, he's been dropping new music for the last few years he maybe doesn't drop as frequently but he's not necessarily retired like he said he was going to retire. As a matter of fact, Lupe is actually going to drop a new album soon. Um, I've been hearing about that a lot as well. Another person who said they were going to retire. <laughs> now, this one is actually funny. I love McConan. <laughs> I love McConan actually said he was going to retire before he even dropped any music. I know, I know that sounds crazy. Uh, and, and I shouldn't say any new music because Tuesday had actually dropped his only song that people probably are familiar with. He's been one of those guys that kind of got swept under the rug and that OVO camp got signed, was, was, was basically disregarded clearly. And he vowed that he was never dropped music. He's another guy who's dropped new projects. He's actually dropped projects over the years that maybe didn't get any buzz at all, but he's been dropping music. Not, maybe not consistently, but he said he was gonna retire. That's another guy that did not actually live up to that standard. Kid Cudi is another guy. In 2009, he, he announced he was going to retire. Uh, he said that after the release of his, of, his, of his first LP in the summer, he said he was not going to make any more solo albums. It's, that's a direct quote from him. Um, that didn't happen as well. He's dropped several albums, solo projects. He's dropped joint projects. He's dropped, he's dropped a lot of projects since then. Didn't necessarily live up to his, uh, his, his retirement statement, did he? Hopefully by now you guys are actually noticing a trend. Um, I have several more names, but I, you know, I don't really want to you know, spend a whole lot of time because the list is actually very long. Uh, but just know, like I said, I'm going to link you guys to this article that I'm reading this from. Uh, but this actually leads me up to the most recent guy who's actually made a retirement statement. Uh, and, and it's logic. You know, Logic has been, um, you know, we obviously spoke about him earlier in the episode, and there's a lot that I can say about him negatively for what he stood for in music or lack thereof. I don't think anybody can uh, at least deny the fact that he was a, a really good rapper from a, from a technical standpoint. Uh, I think one of the main buzz is that came along with this new album that he just dropped was the fact that he announced that this would be his last album and that he was going to be going away to be a dad and you know what i'm saying living his best life on his streaming platforms twitch and gaming and doing everything but music but he was done making music now while this is the most recent example of someone announcing their retirement you know the whether he actually stays retirement will retired will 
will be uh, seen in the, in, the, in the future. But I think the main thing that I'm noticing, at least that I, that I got from all of these examples of people who announced their retirement was, they said it for various reasons, but the one that I was picking up on, the trend that I was picking up on the biggest was, at least the most, was the fact that they weren't necessarily happy in music anymore. You know what I'm saying? They, they had a different calling in life. They, the music industry, the, the labels were treating them bad. It was bad for their mental health. It was, all of these things were weighing them down for them to actually make that statement that they want to actually leave music and not release anything in the future. So I say all of that to say two things. Number one, I firmly believe that uh, all of these artists who've, 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 who've announced their retirement I feel like the reason why they weren't able to stay retired was because art is their expression that they've been used to for so long. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like a lot of the expression part goes into the mental health aspect that can actually make an artist feel better when they release music. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just them selling records. You know, I don't, I firmly believe that music is not just meant to be sold to people. Like, Oh, let's just, Let's just make an album so that everyone can consume it and we make a lot of music. Yes, that's one part about it, but I think deep down these artists truly are making music for themselves. Like they, they're making it because it makes them feel better. So we'll see if what Logic did recently uh, in his retirement announcement actually holds up uh, because he claims he finally loves himself uh, because he's not on the internet. For the sake of logic and for the sake of all these other artists who want to be retired, Joe Budden's actually another guy who I didn't even mention. He said he was retiring. If you listen to the Joe Budden podcast, he it's clear that he's recently it's been eating him up. And if if I'm a betting man, I believe Joe Budden's gonna drop a song in the next year. Honestly. And while somebody who doesn't listen to Joe Budden at all may not understand where I'm getting this sort of inclination from, but you can just hear the he's itching to get back to it because that was his, that was what his, his form of expression. You know what I'm saying? So anyhow, uh, yeah, the link will, the link to, to my list will be, uh, will be in the description of this episode. So that's my little last thought. Wow. You said a lot. <laughs> I, I did. Yeah. You know, um, it's almost like I, I equip, it's equivalent to boxers in my opinion like boxers always talk about they're going to retire for some odd reason they always say oh, i'm done i'm not boxing no more and then they just get that right situation that gets them right back in the ring i think that's how hip-hop is a little bit where it's like you're still young for the most part if you're if you're popping like some of the artists that you mentioned you're more than likely still very young and can still connect with people so if you yep. take two, three years off, it doesn't matter. You can still probably resonate with people. So yep. I don't think Logic is going to stay retired. I actually think he will come back. I mean, somebody who claims he loves hip hop, loves rap the way he does. Somebody with talent and skills as much as he has, I just don't see it. But he's been moving like it because he's been, he hasn't been on social media. He has not been doing anything really. So he might, he might be actually keeping his word, but uh, that's great. It's a great point. I'm going to take a look at that list too. For my ill-advised thought, I want to talk about 
the absence of Kendrick Lamar. Where is Kendrick Lamar? Um, as you may know, since the horrible killing of George Floyd, uh, there has been just some racial tension going on, some unrest that I think it's safe to say that the whole world is feeling. And tons and tons of people have spoken out about it. We've gotten daily tweets from Donald Trump that, that, that pretty much straddles the line between racist and not so racist. We've gotten comments from, we have a song from Lil Baby that addresses uh, the racial tension. Uh, the NBA, Black Lives Matter, uh, is written on the court. Uh, the NFL said they're going to play uh, the Black uh, National Anthem, which I did not even know there was a Black National Anthem until the NFL mentioned that there was one. Um, keep going. It's a, it's a topic of conversation with your friends. It's a topic of conversation with your family members. Uh, rappers, singers, actors, actresses. Black Lives Matter and, and just racial inequality is a huge topic. So I do find it bizarre that one of the most uh, outspoken pro-Black rappers in the game right now has been mute for a about this whole time. I don't think I've actually heard anything Kendrick Lamar has said, right? On social media or in music or anything like that. Um, even when um, the, his crew, uh, TDE, was dropping random releases, uh, we got a release from Schoolboy Q, I believe. We got a release from uh, uh, Sir. We got a release from Reason we got a release from like everybody. We did not get a release from Kendrick Lamar. So I asked the question again, where is Kendrick Lamar? So there's all kinds of theories that I can bring up. Some I don't think are likely and some I think are very likely. One of the theories is maybe Kendrick Lamar is being a father. Kendrick Lamar, uh, similar to Logic, just gave birth to uh, a new kid. I actually don't know if it's a girl or a boy, but it doesn't matter. He just gave birth. He's a brand new father. And maybe he wants to dig deep in fatherhood. I have no problem with that. That is his prerogative. And I think that's a very beautiful thing. Maybe that's the reason he's been mute. Maybe he wants to focus on that. My other theory, which I don't think is very likely, is maybe he's having record label issues. I don't think that's likely, but you never know. Maybe there's some discord with him and uh, Top Dog. Maybe there's something going on where he, he's just not feeling it because you know Kendrick Lamar definitely feels like the type of person that he has to be in a good place to drop his music. I don't think that's likely, but maybe, you never know. Number three, um, perhaps he's just somebody that isn't really into talking. You know, we all try to 
tell people what they should do and how they should feel. We do that a lot to celebrities and actors and actresses. But in the end of the day, maybe they just don't feel like talking. Maybe they just feel like, yo, if I'm silent, that should speak volumes, volume to you. Like, this is how mad I am. I don't think that's likely either, but you never know. Here's the one, the theory that I believe is true about Kendrick Lamar disappearing. And if this theory is right, I think you, along with me, will be giving him credit for his disappearance. Now, if you look at Kendrick Lamar, his three albums, his main three albums, which is Good Kid, Mad City, To Pimp a Butterfly, and Damn, those three albums. And um, each and every one of them had some of the most powerful messages I've ever heard in a hip hop album. Think about Good Kid, Mad City. This guy's gonna come up and what he's seeing in the streets is so disturbing and he's highlighting, he's highlighting violence. He's highlighting um, women that aren't treated right. He's highlighting uh, the importance of having God in your life. He put it all in his music, put it all on wax on Good Kid, Mad City. To Pimp a Butterfly, he's highlighting being black in America and the struggle that comes with that and us uplifting each other the importance of being true to yourself and understanding why it's important to be Black in America and to embrace it. Even the album cover to, to Pimp the Butterfly has a whole bunch of Black dudes taking over the White House. Like, it's powerful. And then Damn, I think, symbolized him pretty much saying, okay, I'm famous now and I'm this big hit maker, but I still need to make sure I don't forget where I came from, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm still hot, but like, I, I don't want to forget where I came from. If that's the case, I think Kendrick Lamar disappeared because he wants you guys to listen to what he was saying in the first three albums he dropped. We always want people to, 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 to say something new, say something new, say something new. What did you say lately? What did you say lately? Go listen to his albums again. And he doesn't need to talk because Kendrick Lamar was doing everything that everybody else is doing now three, four, five, six years ago. On these albums, he is literally telling you, go find God. On his To Pimp a Butterfly, he's literally telling you, in America, we are not being treated fairly. He has said multiple times, I feel like I am a prophet, the importance of me keeping it real on my music. Maybe he wants you to go and listen to his stuff again and stop listening to what everybody else is saying and, 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 and trying to come up with this new theory. This is not something that he probably doesn't feel like regurgitating. He probably feels frustrated that, that this stuff is still going on and people are kind of just now saying to themselves, damn, we got to speak up about this damn, black people really are getting treated like this. He's saying on the albums that have went multi-platinum. He's saying on albums that won Grammys, for, for goodness sake. He's been saying it for years. So I, I want to read a quote just to end this ill-advised thought. 
this is a quote from Kendrick Lamar on the New York Times. Uh, what he said was, I'd go into certain places of the world and they were singing it in the streets. He said of all right, you know, everybody knows all right, which became an unofficial anthem for the moment. When it's outside of the concerts, then you know it's a little bit more deep rooted than just a song. It's more than just a piece of record. It's something that people live by, your words. That's what he said on a New York Times article uh, a couple years back. His words are out there. All you need to do is go to your Spotify, your Apple Music, and listen to what he said a couple years ago. So when we talk about the disappearance of Kendrick Lamar, that's probably not true. Kendrick Lamar has always been there. He's just not talking anymore. That is my ill-advised thoughts. Okay. Uh, man, you sound like Kendrick Lamar's PR person. Did, did he hire you on staff? I did sound like his, his PR person. <laughs> you sound like, you sound like, uh, it, if you were not hired, you sound like you were looking for a job in his camp. I am looking I'm for mad, a job. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. I, I think you brought up interesting points. And so, you know, Kendrick is, he's always been like MIA. You know, he's never really been the person that just gives us him whenever we want. You know what I'm saying? He moves, he moves on his own pace. He's always kind of done that. And I, I like people like that. You know, I like, I really enjoy people like that. He did have a sighting though, a few, about a month ago. He was, oh, at yeah, a protest. he was at a protest. Yeah, he was at a protest. He, he was at a protest. There was a picture with him, DeMar DeRozan. I think him and DeMar DeRozan are real cool. And I can't remember there was another person, but yeah. But even then, did you see the picture? It was like, he had his, he had his, his whole face damn near covered. Still to this day, I don't even know if that was really Kendrick Lamar. Like, I, people are saying that was Kendrick. I don't know. Like, every time I see that picture, I'm like, eh, I'm not sure. There's no way you can but confirm it. I can't. So nah, that, was, that was a good thought, man. Um, I think, man, that's one of the things I don't like about, um, you know, this era is that everybody always wants you to move when they want you to move. Mm-hmm. That's my point. Like, that's my point. Yeah, of it. Like, like you don't, yeah, you, everybody, you don't have to, that's not how this shit works. It should, that should not be how it works, I should say. So, yeah, good point. Good point, man. Uh, I think it's time for us to get up out of here. Hopefully you guys like those ill-advised thoughts. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Uh, especially if you made it this far, man. We, we, we appreciate y'all. If you're, if you're watching this on YouTube, give us a, a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. Do all you can do to help support, especially, like I said, if you made it this far, man, y'all just come on, man. Like, y'all are part of the tribe. Make it happen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for joining. And as always, if you are giving advice, make sure it is ill. Peace out. Catch y'all next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.